Section 57 of Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by D.L. Blair. Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various, Section 57. Interviewed John Evans on the street and in this office. Residence changes frequently. Story of John Evans, Born in Slavery. I was born August 15, 1859. I am 78 years old. That comes out right, don't it? My mother's name was Hattie Newberry. I don't ever remember seeing my pa. We lived on Middle Sound, and that's where I was born. I knows the room. Twas upstairs, and when I noted underneath, downstairs, that is, was bags of seed and horse feed, harness and things, but it was slave quarters when I come here. Me and my mother stayed right on with Miss Newberry after freedom and never knowed no difference. They was just like sisters and I never knowed nothing but taking care of Mrs. Newberry. She taught me my letters and the Bible and was mighty particular about my manners. And I'm telling you, my manners has brought me a heap more money than my reading or the Bible. I'm going to tell you how that is. But first, I want to say the most I learned on Middle Sound was about fishing and hunting and dogs. My, but there sure was birds and possums on the Sound in them days. Partridges all over the place. Why, even me and my mammy ate partridges for breakfast. Think of that now. But when I growed up, my job was fishing. I made enough selling fish to the summer folks all along Wrightsville and Greensville Sound to keep me all winter. My mammy cooked for Miss Newberry. After a while, they both died. I never didn't get married. I don't know nothing about all the mean things I hear tell about slaves and sitch. We was just one family and had all we needed. We never paid no attention to freedom or not freedom. I remember. Everybody had work to do in slavery, and they done gone right on doing it since. And nobody don't keep nowheres, sitting down holding their hands. It don't make so much difference anyhow what you does, just so you does it. One time when I was carrying my fish to early, Mr. Pim Jones heard me laugh. And after I opened this here mouth of mine and laughed firm, I didn't have to bother about fish no more. Lordy, those rich folks he used to bring down from New York has paid me as much as $60 a week to laugh firm. One of them was named Mr. Fish. Now you know that tickled me. I could just laugh and laugh about that. Mr. Pym give me fine clothes and a tall silk hat. I'd eat up big dinner in the kitchen and then go in amongst the quality and laugh firm and make my noise like a wood saw in my throat. They was crazy about that. And then's when I began to be thankful about my manners. 
I's notice if you has nice manners with everybody, people gwine be nice to you. Well, I don't pick up no such money nowadays, but my manners give me many chance to laugh, and I never don't go hungry. John has been a well-known character for 50 years among the summer residents along the Sound and on Wrightsville Beach. He was a fisherman and a huckster in his palmy days, but now John's vigor is on the wane, and he has little left with which to gain a livelihood except his unusually contagious laugh and a truly remarkable flow of words. Old John could give Walter Winchell a handicap of 20 words a minute and then beat him at his own game. His mouth is enormous and his voice deep and resonant. He can make a noise like a wood saw, which he maintains for two or three minutes without apparent effort, the sound buzzing on and on from some mysterious depth of his being with amazing perfection of imitation. Any day. During baseball season, John may be seen sandwiched between his announcement boards, a large bell in one hand, crying the ball game of the day. Old John to the youngsters, but finding many a quarter dropped in his hand by older men with memories of gay hours and hearty laughter. End of section 57. Read by D.L. Blair. Vallejo, July 23, 2022.